Today I really hate everybody, and that's just me being real. Today I really hate everybody, and that's just me being real. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, bad bitches have bad days too. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, bounce back, high bad bitch, all woo woo All I really wanna hear is it'll be okay. Bounce back, cause a bad bitch can have bad days. All I really wanna hear is it'll be okay. Bounce back, cause a bad bitch can have bad days. If I could write a letter to heaven, I would Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to Depressed Girl Diaries. Today, we're going to get on a little deep and personal on my end. I'm definitely going to be telling some stories that could trigger somebody. So this is a trigger warning, which involves um, grooming, sexual assault, and um, I think that's it. I think that'll be the two triggers. Um I'm just going to tell y'all my experience and this episode is basically what it looks like for um, fatherless daughters um, in the dating aspect and just dealing with men in general. So again, my name is Shay. Welcome to Depressed Girl Diaries and let's get into it. Okay, so now I'm going to get into a personal relationship that I was in for a very, very long time. It actually just ended um, maybe about four or five months ago. It all just kind of came to a head, like we was on and off. And we're going to call this person the old man. And we're gonna, I'm going to tell everything and tell you why. So when I met the old man, I was 23 years old, um, going on 24. I had just had a baby. And I just met him, like, out in traffic, like, moving through the city. I think I was getting on the train. He worked for a major, um, he worked for, T- for CTA in Chicago as, um, like, a, what is it? He worked in a booth at the train station. So that's how we met. And when we met, I was 23, and I think he was, like, 41, 42. And it just ended in 2022. So that was a long-ass time ago because I'm now... 32. I just turned 32. October, October 2022. So I just turned 32. So he was in my life on and off for a very long time. He's one of those relationships where it just, when it, when it was good, it was good. And when it was bad, it was just like, it wasn't, it was never really bad because we did become friends at some point, but it just was, I was caught up. He had me caught up. Okay. So let me, let's just say that. So, you know, when we met, I was young, I was very naive. Our chemistry, our chemistry was crazy. Like chemistry was crazy. The sex was good. Like it was, it was crazy. It was, we had so much fun. Like I could talk to him about anything, but I realized what I was attracted to him for wasn't even me wanting to date him. I was attracted to the father that he was. He was a father to his, um, I think his youngest son at the time, I think when we met his youngest son was like seven or eight, but I was attracted to that dad version of him. You know, I had just had a baby. I wasn't with my baby daddy cause just cause my baby daddy wasn't shit, but that's another story for a different day. Um, <laughs> So I was attracted to that for my son and I was attracted to that for myself because, you know, he was just like a man's man. Shout out, no disrespect to my uncles, but it was just like, I don't know. It was a different kind of like manliness that he, that I saw in him. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. So for like, that was, that was how it went for like the first couple of years. 
um, he basically had me write where he wanted me to be. Like, I literally did everything this man said. Like, and me looking on it back with my therapist a couple months ago, like, right before it all came to a head, I realized that he groomed me to be a specific way. And even though, like, the last three years, I wasn't in the same city as him. I wasn't, I, I moved to Georgia. So I was living in Georgia for about five years, but I've been back home to Chicago periodically. And, um, after about the third year of me being down here, the relationship changed. When I went there, I realized that I wasn't as attracted to him as I was when I was constantly seeing him. And, you know, we were just constantly interacting. So the, the relationship dynamic changed. Um, and to say the least, he did not like the fact that I was changing. And it's just like, you can't help but to change. I was getting older. I had went through a traumatic event. So, of course, you as a human, you start to change. While before coming to this realization, me and him had, we talked about a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, like I said, he had me right where he wanted me to be. And for many years, I just let things be all on his terms. Even though I wanted more, I wanted him to, you know, be my man. I wanted you to claim me or be a part of my life. And for years, he kept telling me, like, oh, he wasn't ready because he had went through a divorce. And right now, he just wanted to be single and da 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 But the whole time, you aren't really being single because you're keeping me, like, right here on the shelf. Like, he was stringing me along just enough for me to stay. And like to stay and deal with his bullshit. So it was crazy. Um, so yeah, it just became, it came to a point where I was just like, man, I don't want to do this shit no more. You know, like I'm not attracted to you. This is not what I want. So why do I need to be here? Anyway, like I was saying for a long time, for years, it was all on his terms and I was just settling for the crumbs that he was, the crumbs of attention that he was giving me. Like never in all of the what, seven years, like seven years of us dealing with each other, did he ever take me on a date? Did he ever like, you know, just show some like real effort? Every time we was together, it was just us linking up and like kicking it, and then it would be sex, and then I go back to where I came from. Like he literally, like when I say he had me right where he needed to be, where he wanted me to be. He did. Like, it, when I say everything was on his terms, I was giving in, even though this isn't what I wanted. I wanted more from this relationship. Um, I was giving in because I felt like that's what I needed to do to keep him around um, for me and for my son. But then every time I would bring it up, you know, he would gaslight me. Like, you know, um, we are eventually, we are going to end up together. Like, he was literally shrinking me out. It was fucking wild. Um, and the reason I say that he groomed me is because, like, I didn't realize it until um, mid-2022. Um, I moved back home 2021, and I stayed. I was up there for a minute. Um, but right before I had moved back up there, I had to go home to go see my apartment. And while I was there, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm home. I just wanted to, you know, see how he was doing, whatever we we linked up. Why the fuck did we link up? <laughs> just to catch up, I guess. So I went to his house, you know, we was having a drink, we was talking, but he was like all up on me. And I'm just like, bro, chill, like chill the fuck out. I ain't seen you in like two years and you just really 
pushing it like you really pushing up on me like right now and I'm just like I ain't seen you in three years I'm not even as comfortable as I used to be with you like no nah, you like you know what I'm saying like chill whole time he was mad as fuck because I told him no and it's like every time I told him no he got so mad like he got so mad but then he played it so cool so after that situation with um me seeing him while I was coming up here to look at the look at my apartment make sure everything was great um, after I left that day, he ain't talked to me no more. When I tell you, he's just like, he didn't like the fact that I was old, that I like the one that I'm getting older and I have more of a stern hell no these days versus I used to just give in and just give him what he want. And he did not like the adult woman version of me. He liked it, the little girl version of me, which is crazy and creepy when you think about it because I was 23 you was 41 we ain't had no business fucking with each other because you damn near double my age like why are you even talking to me you know um but he just really showed me like you didn't fuck with me you fucked with me purely for convenience um and comfortability you trusted me so that's why you kept fucking with me um, during the seven years that we knew each other, we both saw each other through some very tough times. I lost my son. Um, and then he lost one of his young, his son. I think his son was like early twenties. He lost his son like two years after me. So we really talked to each other in those dark times. And it was really hard cause I was depressed and ready to kill myself. And when his son passed, he was drinking and damn near drinking himself to death. So you know, we helped each other in that aspect, but in a lot of those other ways, nah, we was never good for each other. Um, I really do feel like that he didn't value me. And a lot of, a lot of it is that like, a lot of it for me is just like, how the fuck did I even end up in a situation where I know this man he fuck with me, but he ain't fucking with me for real. Like, he not really trying to date me. He not really... Every time we made a plan to go on a date or to do anything that was outside of his house, one is either he would flake or something came up or it just would never fucking happen, like, with no excuse. So when we stopped talking, when I was just living up there for that year, it really just came to a head because, again, we linked up. You know, we had some deep conversations because we needed to, I needed to get some shit off my chest because I didn't like it the way he moved, of course. And then he was like, okay, we're going to go on a date. We're going to go do this. And again, it never fucking happened. I think I went and saw him in February. Bitch, I ain't hear from his ass until I think like April, May. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So I think he just got so used to me like responding the way he wanted me to respond and just kind of forgetting about the promises he had made. I didn't fucking forget. I just kind of was like, whatever, you know, with me being in Georgia, I got to date more, figure out what I liked more, like what I liked from a a relationship more, you know what I'm saying? Just experiencing life at my 25 year old self, you know what I'm saying? Getting outside, trying to heal while I was going through, you know, the darkest shit of my life. He didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? So me not responding the way he's used to, he he kind of started to pull away, which it ended up being for the better because 
it was not worth it in the end. So what I'm I'm gonna tell y'all how I I we ended up talking when I was up there. Um, I ended up telling him that you know I was sexually assaulted and. You know, just telling him what happened, and this nigga, he couldn't even look me in my face. And it's like, I get it, this is an uncomfortable conversation, but I was telling him this story because you trying to force yourself on me is making me want to panic. Like, bro, I carry a gun, I will kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I carry a gun, if I feel cornered, it's either me or you. That's just how I have to break the conversation down. So, mind you, I'm telling him this story. We have, I'm telling him what happened. We're talking about it. And, you know, it's all good. It, I had witness on him. That day, it was early in the morning when I went to his house. Um, and he get off. I, we both work overnight. So, I ended up falling asleep over there. Well, I didn't fall asleep because I was uncomfortable. But he ended up falling asleep. But I was still laying next to him in the bed. While he was laying next to me, after I just told him that I was essayed, when I tell you this man was touching me and I'm just like, you can't be fucking serious. Like, what the fuck is going on? But I didn't say I didn't say nothing. But after I left the house that day, I I didn't talk to him for a minute because I'm just like, maybe he just I don't, I don't know. I was making excuses for him. Whatever. I tend to make excuses for a lot of niggas, but we whatever. There's neither here nor there. But. You know, we ain't seen each other for about another month because the schedule just didn't align. And the next time we linked up, um, we did end up having sex. And it made me realize, like, damn, I really don't have any type of feelings for you no more. I don't even know what made me do it. I think I just needed to do it for myself just to see. Um, take To take one, to take the control back from the last interaction we had. And, you know, I don't know. I was just like... I, at the end of it, I just felt like, ew, like, I, we could have kept that shit. Because when, when I was young, I'm like, oh, that shit used to be so good. And we'll have to be him. No, no. At, at fucking 31 at the time, I was like, nah, he could have kept that. We could have kept that shit to ourselves. We didn't even have to ever do this again. But the whole time, though, like, we had been talking. And he was like, I've been on my abstinence journey. Da, 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 da. What about me makes you want to break your abstinence journey? Like, Nothing. I'm not even pursuing you in that way. You're pursuing me. So you can't be trying to get closer to God or whatever the hell you're talking about if you are pursuing me in this sexual way. So it never makes sense. Like the the math just wasn't the math just wasn't mathing for me. And after we did it, he still was saying, like, oh, you know, I want to take you to this place and you know. I want to come by your house and, you know, we can go sit at the lakefront and just talk and chill. After we had sex, baby, I ain't hear from his ass until I was back in Georgia. And he called me. And I just ended up just losing it. Like, I just end up just saying everything that I'm saying on this podcast right now. I just end up telling him, like, when I was at my most vulnerable moments with you, you took advantage of me at every single moment. Even when my son passed away, he came and saw me. And instead of comforting me, he was trying to pull his dick out of his pants. Like, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, I'm literally over here crying, snot nose. What are you, what about this are you finding attractive? Like, what are, what are you talking about? Like, what? So, it just became, it just came to a point 
in my life where I'm just like, bro, I don't have to tolerate this shit. Like, I'm a bad bitch. My self-worth is way more than this. Like, I work on myself and I don't fucking got to deal with no shit like this at all. So, I was trying to tell him that. He just kept cutting me off, kept cutting me off, not letting me get my side of Not letting me get my side of the story out. Like, he can't, He had called me. this The day we stopped talking, he called me. He like, hey, lady, you know what I'm saying? It's just been so much shit going on. Um, he was like, he's like, you know, I wasn't never trying to not take you on a date. It's just like, it was just so much shit going on at the time. Walk the bam. I'm like, but I haven't heard from you in like three months. Like, where are you? Why are you even inboxing me? Like, why are you even calling me? He was like, just because we need to talk. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just keeping a bill with you. So I just end up laying it out. But it was just like, why did I have to get so, like, I guess the question for myself is like, why did I put up with this shit for so long? And a lot of the answer is because I never had that reassurance, that love, that care for my dad. Because again, my dad died when I was two years old. And granted, my uncles love me, but it's just not the same thing. The things that you will do and spend time, the way you will spend time with your daughter is completely different from how you will spend time with your niece. It's completely different, especially when you got your own kids. So me not having a relationship or me just lacking in that area just made it harder for me to really understand how a man is supposed to treat you. You know what I'm saying? And from a, a lot of what I know is that like what a lot of what I've seen is just like, if a if a man pay all the bills, he pretty much can do what he want to do. And I feel that, and honestly, for a long time, I felt the same way. It's like, as long as I'm taking care of everything I need to do, I don't want to hear shit. Don't tell me nothing. Uh, like, and that's fucked up, but that's just what I know. But also, what I've heard, like, what I've heard of my father is just like, damn, even if he was here, he was a womanizer. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, my daddy got three kids born in the same year. Me and two of my brothers. Like, we all born. The first one is born in March. The second one, the one six weeks older than me is born in September. I'm born at the end of October. We're all the same fucking age. So, my daddy had three kids in the same year by three three different women. So, that should tell you a lot. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just like, even if my daddy was here, who's to say that I would have, I would have had this perfectly healthy relationship? In my mind, I like to romanticize the relationship with my dad because that I, that's all I had to go on. I wanted that relationship. I craved that relationship. Like I grieved that relationship for so long because, one, I don't have the perfect relationship with my mom. And it's just like when you are an only child or when you are a child you and you don't have both of your parents, you tend to romanticize the one that is not there. You put You build up this idea of them in your head that even maybe if he was alive, he wouldn't even been able to live up to. But it was so many instances that where I would have loved to have my dad in my life, just in my corner, like those days where the times where I ran away, the day I graduated out of high school, you know, every big moment in my life, I always wanted my dad there. And it's just something that I could never get. Hell, and thinking about it, I don't even think my uncles was at a lot of those um, big events for me, you know what I'm saying, it was, I don't think it was intentional, but I just think that, you know, shit happens, but I didn't have that, so the reason I say, um, the old man groomed me is because he conditioned me to really do what he said, no matter where we was at, what we was doing, 
anywhere he wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. It's just like I gave in, even though sometimes I was uncomfortable or whatever, but I still did that shit. And that wasn't on nobody but me because I could have set the boundary. But uh, as I said in previous podcasts, setting boundaries is something that is hard for me. I'm I'm consistently working on setting boundaries with everybody in my life because I don't know what setting healthy boundaries look like. I had to go to therapy to try to figure that shit out. So he literally had me right where he wanted me to be, giving me crumbs for me to feed off of in hopes that maybe we'll end up together. Because in my mind for a long time, I thought that was my husband. Shit, we dealt, we dealt with each other for damn near nine years on and off towards the last the last four years it was like kind of on and off but consistently before I left shit we was seeing each other and talking to each other every day on the phone I would go see him at work like it was just it was crazy like the relationship was was relationship in but it just wasn't relationship in, in the right way in a healthy way so that leads me to the next portion of this topic um, this is where the essay occurs. So again, trigger one. And another thing before I switch topics, I don't know what it is about me, but it's like from dealing with the old man, I always have a tendency to go back. And that's not even just dealing with him. I, I realize that's me dealing with um other relationships as well. Like how I'm back in Georgia and I don't want to be back in Georgia is my attempt of being a good daughter or whatever the fuck whatever anyway but I do I'm, I just want to say I do have a tendency to go back even when I feel like I was pushed past my my boundary um I will go back eventually like I can cut you off for a little while but if you reach out and I'm in a good headspace like I'll go back and then it'll just damage me all over again when I'm when I have to really leave this shit alone because the day we had that big blow up, me and the old man, the day we had that big blow up, um, I had to really sit and self-reflect because it's just like, how the fuck do you keep getting here when you know you ain't want to be here in the first place? So, you know, after I had that conversation with him, I actually talked to my therapist and we was just talking about self-worth and something about my self-value was low when it came to that man. When in any other aspect in my life, I feel like I can dominate. I dominate in a lot of shit. I'm not no lame ass bitch you know what I'm saying I'm not stupid I have a a lot of talents I got a lot of smarts and I just when it comes to relationships I struggle with relationships and I don't know if it's because of my dad being gone or me not having a great relationship with my mom but I struggle with relationships in general um the only thing I can say consistently go that goes well for me is my long-term friendships I can't say that I do have the same friends that I've always had from you know being a kid um, but anyway, I, I digress. So what I want, who I want to talk about now is the young man who sexually assaulted me in, I want to say late 2019, early 2020. It was like, I want to say it was like, no, no, it was like late 2020, early 2021. Um, I think it was like Dece- December, November of 2020, 2020 going into 2021. Because I, yeah. So, I met this man. I was, at the time, I was a bus driver. Um, A lot of people down here commute instead of driving. So, I met this man on the bus. He was cool. We went on a date. Um, 
we went to the movies. It was a nice time. Like, we didn't go out to eat, but we did go see... I don't fucking know what we went to see, but we went to the movies. It was a it was a nice little date, and um, I picked him up. At the, he didn't have a car. Red flag number one. <laughs> like, whatever. But he said he had just moved here from New York, and he he was just... He didn't have... He just didn't have a vehicle. He had a job, but he didn't have a car. So I'm just like, okay, like, whatever. So I had picked him up. We went to the show. We had a good time. And at the end of the night, um, you know, when it was time to top him off, he was like, oh, I want to stay at a hotel instead of going back to wherever he was staying at the time. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, okay, which hotel you staying at? Or which hotel are you trying to go to? Okay, like, I, I don't fucking know. So something in me should have figured out, like, just take this nigga back home um, when shit, when he was trying to get a room, it just wasn't working. In my mind, I'm like, I'm not finna fucking go in this room. I'm finna just drop your ass off and go home. Like, I don't know what the fuck you got going on. So, that night, when I tell you I took him to, like, I want to say, like, three different hotels in the area. Like, it was a problem at all of them. And then it's, like, the last one that he wanted to go check, that one was straight. So, I'm just like, all right, cool. He go check in the room. I pull him back to the room. He, like, before we get to going to look at these hotels and shit, we ended up going to the liquor store. He bought him a drink. I bought me a drink. It was just, you know what I'm saying? Like, we finna separate. It's it's still kind of early, but I'm finna go home. But all of the hotels he was looking at was, like, kind of in the area of my house, so I wasn't really worried about it. Um, So, he finally get a room, and he like, oh, come have a nightcap with me, da-da-da-da. My, always fucking follow your first mind, ladies. Always fucking follow your first mind. I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't, and yeah, we gonna get into it. So, let's just call him Mike. I don't, I don't, child, when it comes to trauma, I tend to block that shit out of my mind. So, if that is his name, oh well. If that's not his name, okay, I don't know. If you ever hear this, I'm not sorry because you're a fucking creep. So, anyway, so when Mike get the room, he like, oh, it's still early. You know what I'm saying? Like, come have a nightcap with me. Just come have a drink with me and then you can, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can go ahead and go out to the race. I'm like, all right, cool, like, whatever. I didn't follow my first man. I ended up going in the room with this man. We had the drink at the time. That's when I was still smoking cigarettes. But, you know, we had a drink. I think I had two drinks, drinking the fucking wine and, you know, smoked cigarettes. But we was just sitting there watching TV. So, as, so I don't know if he started feeling the liquor or what the fuck was going on. But eventually, you know what I'm saying? Like, he making passes. And I'm just like, no, you know what I'm saying? Chill. Like, chill the fuck out. I'm not, I'm not trying to do this. I'm not... I'm not interested in you in this way. Like, I don't fucking know you. What in your right mind thinks that a bitch who just met you, met you like maybe a week or two ago, is trying to get in your draws? I don't know, but this ain't that. So, he's steady trying. I'm just like, chill. So, now I'm like, all right, I'm finna get ready to go. But, um, I'm steady saying like, oh, I'm finna get ready to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just chill. So, because we still sitting there. Like, I'm still sitting there just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just trying to get him to fucking relax. And it was the one day I didn't bring my gun outside, and it's the one day I didn't have my gun on me. So, it when I tell y'all this man, we and this man, he literally trying to force his stuff on me. He done took his motherfucking clothes off, and I'm just sitting here looking like, bitch, what is happening? What's happening right now? So, now at this point, we're literally in this bitch tussling because I'm not going to take my clothes off, and you not going to fucking make me like, you need to fucking chill. Somehow he get my pants down. Like, when I tell you we in this bitch tussling, I'm a woman. You're a fucking man. Like, bro, let me go. And at some point, 
um, it, it's like it almost went in. Like, it, when I tell you, he literally was, like, really forcing this shit. Like, I'm literally in this bitch struggling to, like, get him to let me the fuck go. Um, he had... The only reason it ended is because he got up to, like, put on, get another condom. I don't know if the, like, condom had broke in the midst of the tussle because I'm, I'm trying to get my legs loose. Like, it was just a whole bunch of shit going on. And it's like when he got up, I got up, and I put my shit on, and I'm like, I skated at that motherfucking door so fast. It's just like, bro, I literally, if I had my gun, like, bro, I would have literally killed you because what the fuck is this if somebody say no stop don't that means to stop bitch if a motherfucker hesitate if you gotta coerce somebody into keep to keep going that means you ain't supposed to be doing it baby that's rape and um don't know but i won i'm telling this story to y'all nobody else really knows um I, I think a handful of people know about this situation because one my therapist knows like both of my therapists know and I think maybe a handful of people that I trust know this situation like my mama don't even know this situation but then again we ain't close enough for me to tell her so that's neither here nor there but it was just like this is crazy I've never been in a situation like that where it's just like I really gotta fight this nigga off me like we for real like you really want to do this like is that deep for you? Like, bitch, nigga, it's fucking pussy everywhere. If some, if a, if a regular bitch tell you no, it's prostitutes and bitches that's doing it for less around this bitch. Like, what are we doing? So, with that shit, I can't say that I wasn't traumatized because I was. It made me look at how I date and how I deal with men in a completely different way. And I think that that situation sparked the change in the, the situation with the old man because you can't coerce me to do what you want me to do no more. If I say no, it's just no. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to make me uncomfortable enough to give you no coochie. But again, it goes back to, um, I, and I always have, I, I, I always end up going back. So, that was another spiral spiraling into the effect of me ending it with the old man because it made me look at myself value. Like, do I value myself? Like why you keep putting yourself in situations with people who really don't give a fuck about you? And so at the end of that situation, I didn't, uh, I didn't go to the police because we all know how it is when you say you sexually assaulted and then you go to the police station and they make it, they try to make it seem like, you know, you let this person on or whatever, whatever. So instead of me going to the police station, I had talked to my sister and I told her what happened. And she was like, give me his phone number. So she ended up giving him, I gave her the phone number and she ended up calling him and, um, you know, leaving a message as if she was like a sergeant somewhere. And, you know, she was basically trying to scare his ass so he would never do that to nobody else again. And as sure as shit, he definitely was scared because he called me. He was like, did you go to the police on me? Da, 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 da. I'm like, I sure did. Like, yeah, yeah, I did. And he was just like, why the fuck would you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just going off like, why would you go to the police? You know, and even like, but it, it was like that though, sir. It was like that though. Because you, you trying to take my shit and I'm telling you, no. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I said that to get to this point about me somehow ended up having to go back and deal with somebody. So a, a situation arose where 
of course I'm down here in Georgia. I don't know. I don't have a lot of, I don't have no friends down here really. I think I got a maybe less than a handful, but none of us live in the same area. So again, I worked overnight and while I was asleep, the the apartment I lived in, they had cut the water off in the entire apartment complex. So when I woke up, I couldn't take no shower. I couldn't do shit. So the closest person to me, unfortunately, it was him. So I ended up having to eat, hit him up to see if, you know what I'm saying, if I could come shower his shower and get ready at his house so I can go to work. And of course, you know, that shit comes with, um, if I do you a favor, you basically got to do me a favor. I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? So I put myself in a situation where I definitely wasn't comfortable. I didn't want to have sex with him, but that's, if this is your price, I ended up just fucking paying the price. You know what I'm saying? But after that situation, me going to his house to take a shower and you know what I'm saying? Like we ended up not ever talking again because he was, um, I don't know. I just didn't want to deal with that shit. And I'm just like, man, I struggled before I ever put myself in this situation again. And that's what a, a lot of people don't know. The people who I, who I actually told what happened, they don't know that part of it. Like, I ended up dealing back with him briefly just because I wanted to take a bath to go to work. And I have to, I didn't want to share my body with you in the, in the first instance at all. And I still happen to end up share my body with somebody I don't even fucking like because I want to take a shower before I go to work type shit like it just was crazy and it makes me it it makes me look that situation makes me one look at men differently but it also made me look at myself in a different light too because it's just like what decisions are you making where like like what is your thought process you know what I'm saying like it just it made me realize that one I needed to keep working on my self-worth and self-value and self-love, I've come a long way from 20, 2019, 2020, whatever year it was. Um, that's how just that's just how you know too that I've blocked that shit out of my mind, like because I don't even remember like when specifically that it was. But it's just like, what are you doing? Why are you subjecting yourself to this when you know this ain't what you want to do? Like you know you don't want to be here. You know you wanna don't want to deal with this particular situation so like why do you keep putting yourself in this type of situation and I honestly didn't even have an answer until I was talking with my therapist and she was just like we came we we realized that a lot of a lot of the situations I'm in is not it's one because I crave companionship and like genuine pure love which I'm human I feel like everybody does that but we realized that I will literally be miserable just to be around somebody or be like in connection with somebody that is giving me time time and attention that situation particularly didn't really do anything for me but it made me realize why I dealt with the old man for so long. Like, he was giving me those crumbs, and I was eating those fucking crumbs up like like it was a full-course meal when it really wasn't shit to be in the first place. It's something that should have... That old man relationship should have ended years ago. So, I I let y'all in. Uh, uh, I gave y'all a brief glimpse of what my dating life has looked like. And I think just through all the trauma, it made me... Um, question my self-value and 
to have like not low self-esteem but like very questionable self-esteem but that was then this is now it's a new year um i've come and grown such a um long way um in those situations i lacked the confidence that i needed to just stand firm in my no um and it's like i was codependent and needy when it came to these particular relationships, not the, not Mike, because I didn't know him that long, but dealing with the old man, like when I say he gave me those crumbs and I ate it up like a full course meal, I did because I'm, I longed for that compassion. I longed for that um, companionship, that attention, you know, that security. Cause before the, before it all came to an end for a long time, I felt very safe with him. That was like the only man I've, ever spent the night with where I actually could go to sleep I've never spent the night outside of my house where I could sleep peaceably because he gave me security because he was just like such a man's man like I was attracted to that but when you get into the grooming of everything and just conditioning you to accept certain things it just it weighs on you and it changes you and with the old man he didn't like the the older I got, the more distant we became because I wasn't the young version of me. I wasn't as naive as I was in the beginning. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, my thought process wasn't the same as as a 23-year-old me. When I was 28, I wasn't thinking the same way. I've been through trauma. I've been through all of these things that changed my thought patterns and changed my view and perception of the world. So, no... I'm just not going to take your word for it. And, yeah, we can take a break. I'm going to go out here and see what these other niggas talking about because at the end of the day, that's really what it came down to. And while I hadn't figured out everything when I met Mike, that was a blimp of a little small piece in my life that, one, I'll never be in that situation again. And, it's two, I take my gun every fucking where, so I will hurt somebody if they try to hurt me. And three, like, I love myself way too much to be a part of something or be experiencing something that I don't know. I know I don't want to experience. So at the, I say all of that just to say this, ladies, if you are ever in a situation where you feel uncomfortable, if you get I one I always have a weapon and get out of there as fast as you can. Don't second guess yourself. If you if you want to go home, say you're ready to fucking go home. I second guess myself, not listen to myself. I knew I was ready to go home, but I still wanted to go. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to be nice. We, that's our problem. We always trying to be nice to a nigga when a nigga just really trying to get in your jaw and draws and cohorse you into some shit. Stand firm and you'll know. You know what I'm saying? And if you are ever in a situation where you are sexually assaulted. Don't be like me and don't tell. Go to the fucking police and get this nigga off the streets because honestly, it ain't no telling where this nigga is at. And I hope that he ain't did that shit to nobody else. I hope my sister scared him enough to never try that shit again because that's not a that's just not something that's a good look. But then it also make you realize how many niggas really be comfortable with trying to take take. A bitch coochie. Like, you really out here trying to take that shit when it's the plenty of bitches in the world who will give that shit. All you got to do is give a bitch $40 and she going. You know what I'm saying? But oh, I ain't spending my money on no bitch. But you just spent $40 on me taking me to the movies. So why you couldn't just get a prostitute to get your nut off and you would have been happy? You know what I'm saying? Thank God I didn't have my gun that night because I would have fucking shot you. Like, that shit is weird. 
So just be comfortable with standing in y'all know, ladies. I, and for the world, for the people who know me, who hear this, um, I don't know. <laughs> like, don't judge me. I made a decision. I live with my decisions. I made peace with my decisions. Um, I've talked about this and know that I am okay today. Um, and I'm more on the, I'm more on the upside of things these days. I'm not in a dark space. What would have took me out five years ago, make me stronger today. So know that I've grown, know that I've learned and know that I am okay. And you are okay. Everybody is okay. So that concludes this episode. Uh, Fatherless daughters. Um, Thank you for listening to the Press Girl Diaries and feel free to leave comments on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, anywhere where you can leave a comment. Um, please be sure to do so. You can leave me topics that you would hear, like to hear me cover. Um, and pretty soon I will be starting a YouTube channel. So this could be a video podcast and I will be starting an Instagram page pretty soon. I'm still trying to figure out what that content would look like for my Instagram page. So just give me some time. I'm just waiting to get a camera to start the YouTube channel. So the YouTube channel, I'm trying to have it up in the next 90 days. Our cameras are expensive and I'm also trying to move back to Chicago. So just bear with me while I get everything situated. I appreciate you all support and keep tuning in because these stories is only going to get better. I shared this these moments of my life, these relationships and interactions in in my life, because I don't know, it's just something that triggers these situ these um, emotions again for me, and it's been on my mind all week. So I just thought that I would share with you, and to hopefully save a a young a young girl in their twenties dealing with somebody who's older than them, who keeps saying like, "Oh, you mature for your age, uh, baby." No, you're not. You ain't much over your age. He's just a fucking creep, and he's taking advantage of you. So don't let nobody take advantage of you. At 23, at 18, dating a 28-year-old, like, I've done it all. Don't let me save you because they really don't care about you. They are using you because they can't get women their age to deal with the bullshit that they're going to put you through. So just be mindful and be alert because these niggas is weird and they're getting getting weirder by the second. I've been listening to these men talk on these podcasts and they really don't value women. Hell, they don't even like us. They just use us for our bodies and then turn around and say that, oh, I don't I don't date. I don't really date for love because a, a black woman or a woman broke my heart when I was 12 years old. Like, nigga. There's no way that you're still mad and crying about somebody who broke your heart when you was a kid. Or they call me a nerd. Like, you just have so many excuses as to why you treat women in these such shitty ways. And then you expect a bitch to kiss your feet. Like, no, it don't work like that. You want me to go 50-50 with you on the bills. Deal with your bullshit. And then take care of your kids. Take care of the house. Bust it up when you want. Like, it don't fucking work like that. Half of y'all don't got the money, the smarts, the smarts or nothing to sustain the relationship that you think you want. So be mindful, ladies. Be cautious and be weary of these niggas because they ain't shit. I'm not going to say they ain't shit, but just just pay attention. Keep your eyes open. Stay alert. Y'all be blessed. This is the Press Girl Diaries. This is Shay.
Have a great day. Thinking I had double vision, and I can't make you be a hundred. Love that's your decision.